Hello, Dr. Shaw here, and welcome to another podcast on teaching humanity remotely. Today, I want to review the concept of noting and marking behavior. So first of all, I want to address the fact that it can seem like many of my podcasts are redundant, and I want to discuss that for one second. From my over 30 years of teaching experience, what I know for certain is that when we really want children to learn something, there's really very little new learning if we want knowledge to have depth and real understanding. There's little new learning and there's lots of guided practice. Now, there are teachers who actually have a different philosophy where they introduce a whole lot of new material all the time. And what happens there is that that leads to a lot of confusion And it leads to a lot of fluff in learning, but not deep learning. So in life, you think about it, there are a few things that you get to be exposed to, and then it's all about repetition, 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 and just learning the concept that you got originally exposed to with more depth in a greater way. So really, there is not that much new learning in life. There's really a few philosophical issues that you get to practice or emotional issues or intellectual studies that you have and then you're just relearning at a deeper level all the time through guided practice which is really our life. So that's why these podcasts can seem redundant because really let's for example say I'm going to teach you about front loading, the importance of being prepared. That concept is going to work universally across the board. So you're going to be front-loading when you're making lunches for the next day when you're doing that at night. You're going to be front-loading when you know what you're having for dinner throughout the week. Now, of course, there could be flexibility and spontaneity, but the concept of front-loading will help you have good time management, will teach your children to have executive functioning skills, and we'll just make the day run more smoothly. So then I can have different podcasts showing you where front-loading will really help. Well, right now, the theme that we're really discussing is modeling. But you just can't model and expect your child to know what you're doing and the intention that you have around what you're modeling because you know it. You need to mark it and note it, and that's where that comes in. So I want to just share a very concrete example. My granddaughter is like seven and a half. When she was about six and a half, seven, she started needing a lot of attention from grown-ups. So she would interrupt the conversations or she would just ask, you know, what are you talking about? You know, even if it really wasn't, you know, we weren't really discussing things with her. And I would just let her know that I would just nicely not reprimand her because I knew that this was like a learning phase that she was in. And if you think about it, I just want to say one thing that, you know, when they're really young, they're so cute that they can interrupt all the time and we let that go and we think it's cute. So, you know, this was the age where she was coming to her own in maturity, but she still wanted the attention of adults. And it was like a little, it's sort of like she was asking for attention. And I would say to her, you know, when you ask for attention that way, Like if you say, let's say, do you like what I'm wearing? Because I complimented somebody else that I liked what they were wearing. Then if I give you that compliment, 
you're not going to really know if I was sincere about it or not, because I felt obligated because you asked me. And so it would be best if you could just wait until I give you the compliment naturally. And I would like, so I would just sort of explain that. I would say, I understand why you're doing that. But right now I gave your sister that compliment. And it would be best, you know, if you do that in school, the teacher's going to get jammed up because it's hard to know. You don't want to not give the compliment if the teacher does like the outfit. You don't want to give it because you're asking for it because we want to teach you to not always need it, not always need that kind of attention and that kind of butting in or asking for something when it's not your turn. And it's just a natural thing that all children do. It's developmentally appropriate and it could not be addressed. Some parents, some teachers would not address it. I choose to address it because I felt like I wanted her to understand that that need for attention, although it could be a real need, it jams the person up who you're asking to give you the attention, what it's like on my end, just sharing without making her wrong, but also saying, I'm looking forward to this phase passing because I want you to get the attention that I want to give you genuinely and not based on the fact that you're asking for it. So that's just one example. But I could see where people wouldn't do it because it could seem like you're being unfriendly and you don't want to jam your child up and so on and so forth. But at any rate, that's how I dealt with it in school with my granddaughter, sort of letting the children know when they asked for attention that I wasn't naturally giving them, that sometimes I might give it to them, but that it also made me feel like they were really being needy and could they wait for me to give them attention in a more authentic way that they know is sincere from me. At any rate, the other day and a number of times recently, I've been seeing that my granddaughter, who is now seven and a half, so this need that she went through asking for attention when it really wasn't her turn or butting in and uh, me trying to note and mark other possible ways of her to behave without reprimanding her, just sharing from my experience. So now it's a year that that she went through that. Well, now she's on the other side of that. And I'm seeing her interact with adults in such a lovely manner where she's just holding her own. She's not in any way butting in when it's not her turn, but she's also completely present to be part of the conversation in a way that makes it really fulfilling for her and for the grownups. So For instance, when we play games together and we're, you know, giving a reason why we're doing what we're doing, she can really hold her own and be completely confident, but also friendly and respectful. And it's really impressive. And in other ways, when she's playing with friends and, you know, all the adults are around as well, she's the young child who can really be so comfortable explaining what's going on to the adults and interacting so she can play really nicely with the children and also really appropriately with the adults. And I want to say, I really believe that that is what is possible based on the history that we had of modeling appropriate behavior really discussing how to behave with adults versus children and noting and marking both when her behavior was completely appropriate and fulfilling and also when she needed reminding or when there was just something that wasn't, when she would interrupt, she didn't do it in a disrespectful way. So I would never make her wrong doing it. I would just say how it made me feel. Then she could say how it made her feel. At any rate, now it's a year later and she is really... Uh, pleasure to be around. And I know that the adults really appreciate 
her ability to join in so appropriately and respectfully. And so that is why we note and mark. And I just want to tell one little story. You know, sometimes as a teacher, all of my teacher friends did this, and I certainly did it as well. Just because I thought something, like let's say I would have a phrase of like, okay, children, you need to stay in your own bubble. And I would think that they would know what that would mean, but they don't know what that means. So I would have to explain it. And I remember one time a a teacher who taught older children, we exchanged classes for the day. And it was so cute because she said, she was a really fantastic teacher. She was like, everything I said, I realized I had to explain what I meant because I just made the assumption that they would know everything, but they're five instead of 10, the children when I was teaching. And so when they were 10, they did know everything I was saying. And then when they were five, they didn't. And I just had to explain everything. And it was just so interesting for her to have that realization in the moment of teaching these young children. So that's the other reason to note and mark things. We think that when we're modeling behavior, we know what we're trying to do. We think that they're catching it. But why wouldn't we just be more deliberate in regards to our intention of what we want them to learn? So I really hope that this podcast explains the noting and the marking. And again, the repetition of what we're discussing during these podcasts, because again, little new learning, but learning old things with greater depth, few things really deeply. The book that I have for parents on effective communication, there's, again, there's 10 concepts. Practice these 10 concepts and you're going to be home free. It's not knowing a thousand different tricks. These 10 concepts, repeat, repeat, repeat. That's how we learn. So please feel free to visit my website at learnwithmeremotely.com. There's lots of information there, as well as go to Dr. Shaw's paperback author's page on Amazon. Until next time, enjoy practicing this guided practice of noting and marking and modeling and being deliberate and sharing your intentions and having the attention to fulfill your goal and your intentions. Until next time, be well.